You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful. You are now locked into the Locked On Patriots podcast. It is Monday, April 19th, 2021, and it's time for a little hashtag Locked On Murph Monday, along with some interactive mock draft musings here on your daily home for news, notes, and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. Today's episode of Locked On Patriots is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Greetings and salutations, Patriots Nation, and thank you for helping me kick off yet another week here on Locked On Patriots. Because the 2021 NFL Draft is just over a week away, and that means it's time for some interactive musings on your mock drafts. My name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means your questions, your comments, your feedback, always welcomed, very much appreciated. So share that feedback, send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And while you're out there doing some Monday meandering through that Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Pats fans, we make Mondays fun here on the pod. Not only is it Mock Draft Monday, making it an interactive day here on the pod, once again, you all submitted some amazing Mock Drafts for us to muse here on the pod, and that's exactly what we're going to do, turning your great Mock Drafts into our muse for the topic of discussion today. And I say we in our because you know it's Monday. That means the Green King of Sting himself is joining me here on the hot seat. My good buddy Thomas Murphy puts the day in Monday. And today here on the pod, we'll be breaking down more great submissions from you, the great listeners of Locked On Patriots. Also, we're going to get Murph's thoughts on the Patriots' defensive backfield. Once again, starting on Friday into Saturday, the Patriots' secondary getting some spotlight once again when it was announced that J.C. Jackson had indeed signed his second-round free agent tender. At the moment, it looks like he'll be returning to the New England Patriots at least for one more year on a $3.384 million salary. And once again, folks, for all of the financial details on J.C.'s deal, right down to the last dollar, be sure to check out the Twitter feed of the Salary Cap Top Gun, the great and powerful Wizard of Benzon, my good buddy Miguel at Pat's Cap. There's nobody better in the business, folks, and every single time he takes to the tweet machine, he proves it. But here on Locked On Patriots, Mondays still belong to the draft, and really across the entire NFL channel on the Locked On Podcast Network, because folks... The Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 is now live wherever you get your podcasts. Picks and analysis from over 75 experts, including Odyssey Sports Insiders and the Locked On Podcast Network's local experts, including yours truly. Folks, I had the great pleasure of being a part of this exercise last year, and I can tell you this year's is bigger, better, more exciting, more comprehensive. I can't recommend highly enough that you download and not miss a single episode of this great series. It's the most comprehensive mock draft available, and this week be sure to catch all six episodes wherever you get your podcasts. 
listening to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 is the perfect complement to subscribing, following, and listening to Locked On Patriots, especially today because it is hashtag Locked On Murph Monday and Interactive Mock Draft Monday. So without further ado, let's bring in my good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, to break down your great mock drafts and talk about not only how the signing of J.C. Jackson may affect the Patriots draft plans, but also how Jason McCourty scheduling a free agent visit to the New York football giants might have an effect on the Pats plans as well. Interactive Mock Draft Monday with Murph here on Locked On Patriots when the pod continues in just a moment. But first, Locked On listeners, this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today, rings sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring, ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. They're the perfect way to bring light into her life, and they're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight, and they're fairly priced, so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. When I looked at these, Michelle Fantacci's ring stood out as the one I'd buy as a gift. It's a conversation piece, so unique and so cool. If you are on the hunt for a perfect, unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 That's T-E-N-B-Y-T-E-N. Only at BlueNile.com. Folks, football on the field might be over, but the NBA and NHL games are in full swing. When you want to put your prognostication skills to the test, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. But BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They give you real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Simply put, BetOnline has you covered for all the news, all the scores, and all the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and what makes it even better is that it's free to sign up. Head over to their website, BetOnline.ag today, or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action. Go to BetOnline.ag today, sign up, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Folks, the Locked On Podcast Network is covering the NFL Draft from all angles. Catch up on the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast presented by Odyssey. Follow Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes podcast for the latest draft news. And stay tuned for more info about our live NFL Draft coverage. Patriots fans again, we are just over a week away. Thursday, April 29th, 2021, Cleveland, Ohio the 2021 NFL Draft, and today we continue to kick draft coverage into high gear here on Locked On Patriots. Not only do we have our great ultimate mock draft happening across the Locked On NFL Network right now, folks, follow, download, definitely don't want to miss this. 
But for the second straight week right here on Locked On Patriots, it's Interactive Mock Draft Monday. And once again, we received an amazing number of mocks this past week. All of you listeners of Locked On Patriots far exceeded our expectations. That's why I'm truly blessed to have such an amazing listening base. I say it every week. I'll keep saying it. Love all of you and thank you very much. But let's not forget that it's Monday, folks, so you know what that means. The other reason why I'm so blessed, and that's right, it's that time again. Your favorite and mine, my benefactor in this business, the only guest on the pod with his very own branded hashtag, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy, is back for his weekly appearance here on Locked On Patriots. Thank you for coming to me in friendship and for joining me today, Don Murph. Hey, happy Patriots Day to you, bud. You know, bud, we, whether it's Patriots Day or whether it's not, we make Mondays fun here on Locked On Patriots. And that's because despite of using the draft or mock draft Monday or any other tag, it's hashtag Locked On Murph Monday. That's what we love most about it. At least that's what I love most about it. And, you know, we still, we use Mondays on the pod. Uh, we don't mock it. Not that, not that there's anything wrong with that. You no, know, we love no, no. when all of, yeah, <laughs> we love when all of you mock the draft. You know, you submit your great mocks. That's it. And it's a kind reminder that Murph and I will be using them as our muse. But uh, before we get down to it, bud, the Patriots defensive backfield is once again under the magnifying glass a little bit. And on Friday afternoon, the Patriots announced that cornerback J.C. Jackson would be signing his second round free agent tender. That effectively takes him off the market, puts him on the books this season for $3.384 million dollars. And also makes him an unrestricted free agent if the Pats don't reach an extension with him before the start of the 2022 league year. Now, most of us thought that JC would be back, um, thought the second round tender maybe made it possible that another team might indeed sign him away. In fact, Pro Football Talk reported that Jackson's camp reportedly reached out to, and I'm quoting them, folks, every team in the league to obtain an offer sheet and no one would do it. Um, Folks, before you think that's an indictment on J.C. Jackson, that's more of a referendum on the tender process, Uh, but that may be a conversation for another day. At least that's my take on it. Yeah. Murph, J.C. Jackson returning is a good thing for the Patriots. A lot of talent there. Um, I believe there is still some to be harnessed. Um, It's looking likely that he's going to be playing alongside Stephon Gilmore once again, but One player that may not join him in the Patriots secondary this year is Jason McCourty. Also on Friday, we found out that he visited the New York football giants in hopes of working out something in the future. Nothing's been done yet, but it's looking likely that J-Mac may be taking his talents to the Meadowlands. Murph, what do you make of all of the Pats' recent rumblings in the secondary, and do you think it might have an impact on their approach to the draft next Thursday? I really do. Um possibly in the early rounds um definitely in the middle where where I like to live you know 3 4 and 5 I think there's a lot of talent there to be had but I don't don't put this signing as a um as a uh a chiseled in stone situation that JC is going to be back this year um now, with J.C. reaching out to uh, every team in the NFL, as it was reported, 
and them not wanting to, you know, give up a second rounder. This, this doesn't mean that he can't be moved for less than a second rounder right now. Uh, there's a real good chance that this happens. Um, if you folks want to read in, don't get me wrong, people. I like J.C. Jackson a lot. I mean, a lot. I, I, I really enjoy watching him play football. But we saw last year that, you know, when 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 Gilmore went down, he wasn't exactly the lockdown guy that you want to overpay to be a part of your your team for the next, you know, five to seven years. Um, he's young, he's talented, but I, Stefan Diggs just tore him a new you-know-what. I'm keeping it clean here, folks. This is not my show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, he had 15 receptions for 237 yards and three touchdowns, uh, you know, going up against J.C. last year. Um, Diggs is, is, you know, a very special athlete. But he's not the only problem. He wasn't the only receiver that gave him problems. You know, Rashard Perryman lit him up for eight eight touches, eight catches, and 185 yards and two touchdowns when they when they locked up with the Jets. It's it's you know Perryman and Diggs are are, are very good um, to you know great wide receivers, but just don't be too sure that it isn't J.C. Jackson that's moved and not um, not Gilmore um, before the season starts. Uh, J.C. could be moved for, you know, a third-round pick and something a, a bit later or, you know, two, two fourth-round picks. It, it just can't be anything of a second-round pick or higher. Um, so don't read in, into that too much that, you know, Jackson is going to be the guy here for the next few years. It might just play out and the Patriots may take what they can get next year in compensation for him too. So that's, that's another way to go. It's just, it's not chiseled in stone, but you do know, and we both have talked, you know, at nauseum to some people's, uh, um, recollection that, that, this team is old in the back end and does need to get younger. And unfortunately, one of the places that they, they might be getting younger is on the other side of the ball, and that's with uh, with um, Jason McCourty and him moving on. Uh, it, it just might be a better, a better place for him right now and his family in trying to maybe score one more contract before his uh, career comes to an end. Yeah, I think in a lot of ways with Jason McCourty and look, folks, nobody will ever forget the impact he had in Super Bowl no. 53. You can make the argument that he was one of the reasons why the Patriots were able to hoist that Lombardi trophy, the coverage that he provided and what he was able to do and the leadership he provided on the field is something that Patriots fans will always remember. But you can kind of see the handwriting on the walls. The Patriots didn't show a lot of sense in, of urgency in making J. Mack a priority to get him back in that back in that defensive backfield. Um, in a lot of ways, I think a lot of people saw that as maybe the Patriots looking to get younger at the position or just looking at different options. And look, there are definitely worse places that he could end up other than um, the New York Giants, especially with his synergy and his knowledge of Joe Judge, Joe knowing what Jason can do, uh, Jason knowing the type of coach that Joe Judge is, that could be a good landing spot for him. So if this is the case and Jason McCourty has played his last game in a Patriots uniform, you 
wish him the best. And, uh, you know, uh, for all intents right. and purposes, I think he's going to a good, uh, you know, environment where he can thrive and really, uh, you know, give a lot of uh, mentorship to some of the young guys on that team and still contribute at a high level because I still think there's something left in the tank with him. With regard to JC, and I'm glad that you mentioned a couple of points there. Look, folks, just because the tender has been signed does not necessarily mean that JC Jackson is automatically to this team this year. And I think Murph makes a very good point. First of all, through our good friend, the Pats Cap, who really was all over this, had a great Q&A this weekend, answered a lot of questions on uh, J.C. Jackson. If the Patriots were to work out a deal and trade him, there would be no dead money as a result of that None. trade, simply because, you know, he doesn't have four accrued seasons. He's ineligible for the termination pay benefit, which would guarantee his week one salary. That means that the $3.384 million salary would not be guaranteed to JC. So it makes it palatable for the Patriots to think about moving on from it. On the flip side, you're looking at a player that has a tremendous upside when it comes to talent, but does have some question marks, things that need to be refined. Some may argue, Murph, and I don't want to play devil's advocate, but I'm going to do it today. Um, Some may argue that the difficulties that JC are having are growing pains and that he is coming into his own some people may point to Stefan Gilmore and say it took him about three or four years to really become that shutdown corner that we see today I think there are tendencies in JC's game that have to be cleaned up so I understand where you're coming from on that fully and I'm not arguing with it but the flip side is is that we may see a JC Jackson on the field this year that we didn't yep. see last year uh, and that may make this a lot more palatable for the Patriots to try to work out a long-term deal Great so point. um Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, and uh, uh, and folks, on the other for, hand, you know, Gilmore's under contract and he could be moved still. And, still and could. this could all go into your scenario there. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm, you know, just throwing things out there, folks, that it's nothing is written in stone. No, no NFL contract is written in stone. <laughs> no, no NFL contract contract is written in stone without any question. And of course, when it comes to JC Jackson, a lot of people have said, well, they can franchise him in 2022. They could folks, but if they do, he'd be on the hook for approximately about 17 yeah. million right now. I don't see that scenario playing out nope. in the least. So they're either going to try to work out a long-term deal or they're going to try to ship him out. But I think you're going to find out what's what the Patriots are thinking, and I think you're going to find out in pretty short order because the draft is coming up in just a little over a week, like we said, to open the show. And uh, yeah. the time has come, buddy. Let's get down to it. It is Mock Draft Monday. Your mocks become our muse, Patriots fans. And, Murph, I thought we'd kick this one off in a happy mood. And, you know, what? what better way to do that than with the mock draft submission from the happy guy himself. He can be found on Twitter at happygu92658735. And happy goes in an interesting direction here, but I applaud his unique approach. Yeah. He he dips into the secondary, um, and that really, I think, is a nice transition for what we were just talking about, whether it be Jason McCourty or J.C. Jackson. Um, he goes safety at the number 15 position. TCU's Trevon Morig. And um, Murph, to me, this draft screamed tons of promise, but some question right. marks. Um, I like the effort. I don't know if I loved the picks, but... I grade Happy a solid B here with a B-plus possibility because if he hits on some of these, he could look awfully smart in 2021. Let's get into this. What was your thoughts on Happy Guy's submission here? Um, 
happy guy is is a man that that thinks outside of the box. <laughs> we put it that way. <laughs> um, Mooring, I do not have a first round grade on. Never mind at fifteen. I think he's a back end of the second round. I understand um, the rankings. I understand that he might be the best uh, safety in this class, but he he's not a game changer. I'm sorry, Happy, and I need a game changer at fifteen. Um, Davis Mills, the quarterback out of Stanford. Happy really, really seems to like Davis Mills. Um, I like him, again, as project. And, uh, again, this is a team that is aging both in contracts and in, uh, and in personnel. The personnel in itself is getting up there. And uh, I don't see Davis Mills going quite that high. I love Brady Christensen at 96. That's a fantastic uh, pick. Uh, Killen Hill, the halfback out of Mississippi State at 177. It's probably the, the lowest grade that PFF gave him. I like this kid a lot. And I, that, was a, that was a fantastic pick there. And, uh, you know, seriously, you know, I, I will give him a, a B- minus on this. Um, simply for thinking outside of the the, the box, there's there's a lot of Bill Belichick in the way Happy went at this draft. Let's just put it that way. He zoned in on guys that he liked. It didn't really seem to matter where he was getting them, but he was going to get them. You know, Tutu Atwell out of Louisville. That's that's a fine pick there in the 100s. Um, Surratt is another guy that we've talked about before. That's mm-hmm. a good pick there at 120. Um, but at the top of this draft, I need more impact, bud. Yeah, and I think in a lot of ways uh, I can – understand where you're coming from and i agree with you in a lot of ways as well look bottom line again i think you were very uh, um eloquent when you mentioned that uh there's a lot of bill belichick in the way happy is thinking here he's yep. going against the grain he's going outside of the box and uh, again i applaud that because I, I think it's a breath of fresh air i happen to agree with you on morig i think it's going to be a little bit difficult to get a first round grade on him although he is consistently ranked among the highest safety prospects yeah some even have him at the top i know the draft network currently does have him at the top he's reliable in man coverage i worry about his discipline a little bit when it comes to you know the safety position uh he's really i think projects well as a starting free safety um he really fits well into that heavy cover one or cover three type scheme uh that i think he would thrive in i think there are other guys that can give you what he is going to bring to the the table, you know, later on, you know, in in the fourth round, in the in the third round. Um, but uh, no, it, it, fantastic thinking, you know, really good thinking on on Happy's part. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? We always love against the grain. We always love mm-hmm. going outside the box. And anyone that thinks in that direction definitely deserves some applause. So, Happy, we're definitely not dumping all over your draft. Uh, we applaud the no. uh, the ability yep. for you uh, to show it. And I think you make some good points. And again, if he hits on some of these, this draft oh, is yeah. going to look awfully smart. I would love to do maybe a, a where are they now type uh, uh, segment on this draft when the draft is all said and done. We start seeing some of these players Perfect. wherever they end up uh to try to uh, to see where uh, uh where we've uh, where either we went wrong or happy went right or vice versa so uh right. thank you for the submission and uh happy we look forward to uh, uh to critiquing this again most of all thank you for your support of locked on patriots 
Moving right along there, Murph, we find a familiar source. In fact, one that graced the airwaves right here last week on Locked On Patriots. Great show. And that's our good friend. Thank you very much. I thought so as well. He knocked it out of the park. And that is mm. our good friend, Andrew Carraway. He can be found on Twitter at Carraway6. Um, and Andrew isn't afraid to push the envelope a little bit. He did so as well. Maybe not as aggressively as Happy did. But no. uh, he also <laughs> likes his SEC prospects. He tries to you know get those in as much as he can. It's his wheelhouse. We can't fault him for that. But Murph, once again, I think Andrew made you a happy guy. Uh, because yeah, yeah. he selected Micah Parsons with the number 15 pick. And I like terrace marshall jr a lot the more i review him i'm actually not so sure that he would be there at number 46 right like andrew has projecting in his draft but if he's there i'm really liking this kid an awful lot nicely done by andrew b plus draft in my opinion what say you bud i gave him an a um i i you know this is fantastic if it falls this way we're getting everything that i just asked about you know mind that micah people mind that micah um, I, I love Parsons at 15. I know everybody's concerns about him. I, I'm looking at a football player, not a, um, not, not what everybody else is using to drag this kid down. Um, Terrence Marshall is, is a fantastic grab at 46. And here we go. You know, Jacobs, Jacoby Stevens, uh, the safety out of the, at 120, there's there's the safety that we bring in. He also hits on on Hennessy, the offensive tackle, and then you know Brady Davis. There's a name to think about when we are talking here about bringing somebody in to um, to develop as a quarterback. I really thought that we just talked about outside the box thinking, you know, a lot of people talk up, you know, the lower division quarterbacks. Here's somebody that I would roll the dice on and, you know, in the, the 150 to 180 range, you could probably get him Brady Davis a little bit lower than this. And, um, but no, it was fantastic. Larry Roundtree, the third, uh, there's, there's a nice running back that can fit in here, come in in red shirt for a season. And then pick up, uh, you know, some something more serious in the way of snap count and and touches next year. But no, fantastic job by Andrew. He yeah, doesn't pay um, me for this praise. He should <laughs> probably should. Tell me a check, Andrew. Somewhere out there right now, he's nodding along, listening to this podcast, and going, "Yeah, you know what? You're pretty right. Yeah, you're you're right, Murph. You uh, you uh, yeah you you, uh, you you gave him the support a little bit, but you gave him a little yeah, bit, a little bit, a little bit. Little bit. But uh, no, I agree with you on Parsons wholeheartedly. I mean, I know there were some concerns to just me. A I just home don't run. see that just this kid. Run. This kid has NFL written all over him. And again, I know the comparisons you said that that's that continuation of that boom tower excellence the mm-hmm. Patriots have had. Uh, I, I would love him here at 15, and I think it's a uh, it's a good move uh, for the New England Patriots. My, Again, my I come back. Two, my top two players in this in this draft are him and and Kyle Pitts, right. and and he he got one of them. He got one yeah. of them at 15. Absolutely. And uh, again, I, Stevens is a safety that we mentioned last week when Andrew joined yep. in here on Locked On Patriots. We talked a lot about Roundtree and we talked about their prowess. I think they'd make great Patriots. I agree with you on Hainsey, especially after the release of Dustin Woodard. They might be looking yeah. for someone, an offensive tackle or a swing type uh 
I don't want to say depth piece, but that's exactly what he would be at this point. But really, with a rising to eventually, exactly, but with the rising to eventually be a starter, because I think that in a lot of ways he carries that type of pedigree. And again, Marshall is someone that I keep coming back to, someone that really had to play under the shadow. I guess is the best way for me to put it uh, of Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Without those two guys there, I think Marshall really came into his own, showed that he's oh, a very no versatile receiver. He can play both from the slot and the out wide uh, positions. That, to me, is something especially the real with retirement. Exactly, especially with the retirement of Julian Edelman. That is so uh, big with the Patriots right now. Versatile wide receivers that can attack on all levels of the field. He's got size, physicality. I love his hands. Great ball skills. Want to talk about Yak? He's got run-after-the-catch ability. Great route runner. I really like this kid. Uh, The only concern right now, I guess you could say, is he missed three games with a foot injury in 2019. There were some drop issues in 2020, but if this kid hones into the right situation with the right coaching staff, and in New England, I think he'd be well-coached here, uh, this kid could be a star. So keep an eye on Terrace Marshall from LSU. I like this kid the more I see him every single time out. So thank you very much. Andrew, for as always, for your great submissions. We can't thank you enough for your support of Lockdown Patriots. And uh, we love, you know, the, the ability to break down mock drafts like this, my friend. It's been a ton of fun so far, but I love interactive mock yeah. draft Monday because, again, you and I don't mock the draft. We muse no. it, but we don't stop other people from mocking the draft. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We love it when you mock the draft. And, buddy, we're not done yet because in just a moment, Murph and I will continue to muse your mocks and provide our thoughts and analysis when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, you've heard the phrase often imitated but never duplicated. In the world of professional sports, it's used constantly. But the one thing our love of sports has told us is that only the best can provide the best. And the only ones who can provide the best healthy, low-calorie, and delicious treats to satisfy all of your snacking needs are the ones who provided the best in the first place. That's right, I'm talking about Built Bar. No one can do it like they do it. 100% real chocolate. They're soft, they're easy to chew, and Built Bar is available in a multitude of delicious flavors. To make things even better, they're not only low-calorie and low-sugar, but they're also high-protein and high-fiber. Built Bar has no crazy additives, half the calories of its most popular competitors. And get this, 7 times fewer carbs, 7 times fewer grams of sugar, and more protein. Don't delay, do it today. Prepare your taste buds for wow and make Built Bar your go-to protein bar right now. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Locked on listeners, April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking their team's next stars. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Pats fans, Thomas Murphy joins me here on the pod today. Another hashtag Locked on Murph Monday. 
musing your mock drafts here on Interactive Mock Draft Monday. And, but let's just jump right back in because we're rolling right along. We're having a lot of fun mocking these drafts, musing these mock drafts, I should say. We got a jump start on this one over the weekend, bud, from our good friend Jason <laughs> Sullivan found on Twitter at Sully6827. And, you know, Jason puts himself out there on this one. Uh, at number 15, Jalen Waddle. Uh, without any question, I think one of the can't-miss wide receiver prospects in this draft. Uh, there are a lot of guys that I've got my eye on. I really like Rashad Bateman an awful lot. Uh, Evan Lazar and I on Friday talked a lot about Amari Rogers. We just talked about Terrace Marshall. There are guys that are versatile enough to fit into this system, but to me, I think yep. Waddle does stand a little bit above the rest. And if you can get him at 15, I don't think he'll be there, but if you can get him at 15, uh, I think the Patriots have to seriously consider it. Um, Joseph Asai on the edge at 46, I think, is solid. Um, Tyler Shelvin at number 96 really raised my eyebrow. I liked that pick a lot. And, of course, I know number 177, Demetric Felton, brought a big smile to my good friend's face. You can hear him laughing on the other end. He loves him some, Demetric Felton. But, uh, you know, there was another one down toward the bottom, number 197, Kate Johnson. Uh, who yeah. had a pretty impressive senior bowl showing uh, kind of Patriots kind of pulling him up from the bootstraps there uh, from the doldrums of the draft, but making him a draft pick um, Murph. I think I'm probably going to raise your eyebrow and maybe raise your ire a little bit. I gave Sullen a minus here. Uh, I really like Tyler Shelvin at 96. That to me tipped the scales. The rest of these picks, I think you can make some arguments either way. Of course, Demetric Felton being in there, you know, we love that, but uh what say you? What are your thoughts on Saul's draft? Because you started going back and forth with him a little over the weekend on Twitter. Uh, I want to give you a chance to flush that out a little bit now. <laughs> oh no, let's let's air the dirty laundry right here. Um, it was it was it's a, it's a very good draft, a very solid draft. I, I I can't cut it up too much when when you come out swinging with with Waddle and I see it. it, it off the edge that two impact players that are coming going to come in and contribute right away. Shelvin is a fantastic pick. Um, Deontay Brown. Okay. And, and, but I do like Trask at 122. I, I, mm -hmm. I will give my man Sully that, uh, Good point. I am much higher on Trask than other people are. And, uh, but especially at 122, um, I, I was, I was talking with our friend Andrew a little bit earlier and, um, the, you know, the, the love affair with the run first quarterbacks with the one read quarterbacks are, um, is getting a little out of hand. And I, I do like the guy that can that can control the pocket, that knows how to step up, step to the side, go through his progressions, and find that third that third option. Because quite quite honestly, people, that third option in most most systems gets you first downs a lot of the time. And I don't mean the third best receiver on the field. I just mean the third option out of that read. And and if you can't get there, it's you're doomed. You're really doomed. And a lot of the guys that people are rolling the dice on earlier in this draft, I just have not seen that from. Uh, and this is somebody that, that I have seen it from. But no, uh, a fine draft, a good draft. I will give it a solid B+. 
Oh, very good. Very good. And I think Sully will take that, considering the back and forth this week. And now, folks, I'm only <laughs> kidding. You know, we're always respectful to our listeners. Yep. And Murph and I always respect everything. And Sully is a friend of ours and someone who's been a great contributor and a very good draft analyst throughout the years, uh, and especially a good friend of Lockdown Patriots. I think you make some good points. And again, to me, Shelvin is the tipping point simply because he's just that massive interior defensive lineman who I've had my yeah. eye on for the last two years now for the Patriots to really bring some someone in that middle part of the defense um, that to me is just that's timeless when it comes to a three, four really set like the Patriots want to use. And this guy is a dominant run stuffing three nose tackle. I like that. He's got the versatility to be that four, three, one technique, but to me, I think his ability to stuff the run, he's big, he's strong. I really love him as a Patriot because he's being asked to fill an unselfish role. And because of that, he embraces it. He takes on the blocks. He'll take on the double teams. He'll eat up space. He'll keep the second level clean. And to me, that's something that the Patriots have always valued, whether it be guys like Vince Wilfork, even to a certain degree, Danny Shelton, I think, tried to take on that role a little bit. But the Patriots have had guys going back into the earlier days of the the dynasty with guys like Ted Washington. This is something that I think the Pats would uh, would love or jump at the chance uh, to be able to put through. So Shelvin of LSU is one of the reasons why I'm so high on this draft. But again, I think you make great points, bud. I would I would have higher if he had grabbed if he had grabbed a. um a linebacker anywhere here, but you know, it just seemed to not be in the cards. It, but if, if the Patriots uh, came away with Sully's draft, you know, there, there'd be a lot more happy people than sad folks in, in, you know, the birthplace of our country. <laughs> <laughs> Without question. Keeping and it with the Patriots Day theme. Definitely. I love it. Absolutely. Revolutionary War Days. You've got to love that reference. And last but not least, Bud, mostly everyone that submitted a mock draft, and again, there were quite a lot of you, uh, did so with the Patriots user picks being the focus. And folks, that's exactly what you were supposed to do. You all did amazing jobs. Murph and I were very much impressed by everything we saw. But one thing we kept seeing, uh, one thing we kept saying to each other, in fact, Murph, I think you said it last week right here on the pod, was that it was a bit challenging at times to see what these drafts really did entail because we couldn't see as a whole what the board looked like, who was left on the board when the Patriots made their selection. Well, luckily, one of our listeners gave us that opportunity. Andrew Kelly submitted a first full round mock for all 32 NFL teams. And folks, find him on Twitter at Andrew F. Kelly. And we have a complete first round draft. Uh, I thought we'd end the day by discussing this one because to no one's surprise, Andrew has Trevor Lawrence going to the Jacksonville Jaguars at number one. I think that's a foregone conclusion. Zach Wilson to the Jets at number two seems to be a pretty much a done deal. Bye, Zach. Um, Thank you. uh, Mac Jones going to the Niners at number three, defying some people thinking that uh, uh, the Niners are tipping their hand toward Justin Fields. Fields does go off the board at number nine to the Denver Broncos here. Of course, folks, let's get down to it. You're all waiting to hear what the Patriots did at number 15. A player that Murph and I have talked about quite fondly here on the pod, Quiddy Pay, edge rusher out of Michigan. Uh, this makes me smile simply because Quiddy is a fellow Hendrick and Hawk, and I love to see Hendrick and Hawks do well. All Hawks are quality one, folks, and any of my fellow Hendrick and alum that are listening to this podcast, and I do have quite a few of you that do, thank you so much. 
see Quiddy in a Patriots uniform. It's not going to come without its criticisms here, Murph, because on the board still to come, the Patriots right. did have guys like J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina on the board. Micah Parsons was on the board as well. Christian oh, Darasaw at the offensive form. tackle. Um, Terrence Marshall was there. Trey Lance going yeah. number 24 to the Pittsburgh Steelers, really sliding from North Dakota State. Um, Murph, have at it, bud. When you take a look at Andrew's draft from start to finish, seeing what was on the board and what was still to be picked, um, first of all, your thoughts on the Quiddy pick, and second of all, did he make a mistake by leaving some of these guys on the board and going with Quiddy Pay at number 15 here? Uh, I like Quiddy Pay. I think we've just talked about that, how much I enjoy him. Uh, I think he is somebody that will come in and contribute right away, which is what you want at 15. Um, I can dial up pressure. I can I can find somebody to come off the edge and work in this system to uh, bring these types of things. This is somebody that um, I enjoy watching football, but I do not like at 15. Not with the guys that were left on on the uh, on the board at this point. J.C. Horn was still there. We we talked about Micah Parsons to you know no end in how much I like him. Um, you know, Darisaw was still there. That's a, that's, that's a pick that, that, you know, I, I think is maybe in the Patriots if they trade back a little bit, I, I certainly wouldn't like him at that point, but no, there, there's still the quarterback there. There's still, you know, there, there are other guys that can come in here and, do more for a, a great extended period of time than Quiddy Pay, but an amazing draft. I mean, he really, he really knocked it out of the park with hitting on um, everybody's needs. Yeah, I don't think he went completely with what the talking heads are spouting. Even though he did take Mac Jones at at number three, um, I, I don't think Mac Jones is going third to San Francisco. I'm sorry. Um, Pitts at four. I loved it. This was a really, really good draft. I like. Yeah, I, I hate what he did for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, really hate what you did for the Miami yeah. Dolphins, but um, you know, what, what are you going to do? The Irishmen are hitting it out of the park here, and uh, and we're just loving it. <laughs> well said, but yeah, it's that green wisdom and counsel that just seems to exude uh, from all of these drafts, but. Like my good buddy eloquently said, great work done by our mock draft enthusiasts this week. Special thanks to Happy Guy, Andrew Carraway, Jason Sullivan, and of course Andrew Kelly for doing God's work here this week and giving us a full mock draft board. Of course, Murph, you made the little comment about what Andrew did for the Miami Dolphins. Folks, just to fill you in, what he did do for the Miami Dolphins was at the number six pick, had them taking Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU. Jamar definitely one of the top prospects in the draft at that position. And also, impressively, at number 18, getting edge rusher Jason Olway out of Penn State. Getting some green anger or possibly even green envy uh, from my good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto here. But once again, a great submission. And Murph, I happen to agree with you on Quiddy Pay. I mean, I can tell you from a personal and a professional standpoint, this kid's going to make an amazing pro. He's one of the best kids you'll ever meet in any walk of life. And I am unashamedly rooting for him to have 
have as great of a pro career as possible. As much as I would love for his ideal fit to be here in New England, I just think that when you take a look at the Patriots' needs at defensive end, especially the type of hand-in-the-dirt defensive end that Quiddy Pay is going to be as a pro, in my opinion, coupled with the fact of, like you said, the Patriots' needs at other positions that were still on the board, I just think the best bet for Quiddy Pay is to thrive and succeed in a system that, unfortunately, isn't New England. So, once again, thanks to all of you that submitted the mock drafts this week, and Bud, what can I say? I mean, again, you always lend your wisdom, your counsel, the way only you can. Truly familia here on Locked On Patriots. And folks, I can't say it enough. Murph's Perfect Patriot column series are all must-reads. Every single one of them. If you see them on your Twitter timeline, definitely take the time to point, click, learn, enrich. You'll become better football fans. You'll definitely become better equipped to absorb the wisdom and counsel on draft night. And of course, each of Murph's columns, along with all of his great written work, always proudly found on DieHardBostonSportsFans.com. And you don't only catch the golden melodious tones of my good friend here on Locked On Patriots, also, check out One Patriot's Place, starring Murph, of course, alongside our great mutual friend Steve Balistrieri and the Countess of Class herself, Miss Claire Classy Claire Cooper. But I say it every week, it never gets old. Always honored, always humbled by your presence. Y'all, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, we'll have Pat Lane on this this week on uh, One Patriot's Place, uh, Pat's Pulpit fame. It's going to be another good show. I'm always here for you. And, and please, please, New York Jets, take Zach Wilson, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> Murph is just trying to will this into existence. Who knows? I think my good friend over here has some mystical cosmic power that allows these things to come to fruition. But regardless, folks. For the last couple of weeks, Murph and I have had an absolute blast breaking down some of the great mock drafts that you've submitted. Keep a sharp eye on the Locked On Patriots Twitter account because Interactive Mock Draft Monday is not done yet. There is still one more Monday before the NFL Draft, and we'll have a special treat for you coming up here next Monday on Locked On Patriots. In the meantime, Murph, stay safe, stay well. We look forward to talking ball with you again here next Monday. And we are just scratching the surface, Patriots fans, when it comes to this week's coverage of your New England Patriots. Some excellent guests lined up, tons of draft insight and analysis. And don't forget, across the NFL channel of the Locked On Podcast Network, the ultimate mock draft brought to you by Odyssey and the Locked On Podcast Network. So to ensure that you do not miss a single second of any of the action, download the ultimate mock draft as well as the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as the Odyssey app, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, just make sure that you are staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy for his time, his insight, and his appearance on today's pod. Don't forget to check out this week, One Patriot's Place, starring Murph, Steve, Claire, and of course their special guest, Pat Lane, who has been a guest here on Locked On Patriots, a good friend of the program as well. But most importantly, thank you all so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until tomorrow, Patriots Nation, stay safe, stay well, continue to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.